Shumai, Chryso, and welcome to a Club Pildroids Cymru Premier podcast. I'm Ivan Gwilym, and joining me as usual to discuss all things Cymru Premier, and this for the first time in 2021, it's the founder of a Club Pildroid, Jordan Jones. There's still no fans, still no Tier 2 football, but as restrictions ease, we do have Tier 1 football being played in the domestic pyramid. This week, we try and catch up with the biggest headlines since we last spoke and discuss the first games since football returned. Jordan, it's been 11 long weeks without company Premier Football. How are you? Good, thank you. Even, yeah, um, just glad to see the league back, really. Um, it is a massive thing, an important thing in my life. So having the league back just makes it great for everyone. And I know it's different because it's still without fans, but one thing's important is the Cymru Premier is back. It is back and I'm glad as well. Since we last spoke, there's been a transfer window and obviously a long pause. Is it just me or are you finding it hard to think of this as a continuation of an ongoing season? Because it kind of feels to me like like a new season. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing about it is that there's so many like, changes at clubs, obviously just how the transfer window has been. that It's not been an authentic transfer window as well because usually you would be playing and you'd have to deal with transfers going in so they might be playing for you one week uh really we've had to wait two months we've had to make one month one month after that mm. um to actually see these new players in action but it's it's just weird i remember looking at the dates now for phase two as well and usually you'd have an mg cup final to look forward to um you'd have the welsh cup run to go inside with that but now it's just Phase one is over. You go straight into phase two, and it's, a, it's just a different season all round, really. Yeah. Well, there have been seven games played already since the break, and we'll go through the games played this week in a bit. But there are a number of talking points, uh, so we'll start with the biggest news of all: Scott Rusco and Steve Evans have departed Park Hall, and uh, TNS have appointed Chris Sargent as an interim manager. What do you make of that news, Jordan? It's one of the biggest things I think for me. Um, massively caught me off guard. I was I wasn't <laughs> expecting any of that, um, especially considering the result on Saturday. Um, it's not a bad result, as well. That, um, but perhaps obviously the New Saints haven't won against Ballatown now in Phase One, but they, they were still top of the league, and I think that's what caught everyone off guard. They're top of the league. Top of the league teams don't sack managers, <laughs> and they're the exception to that. Really, really surprising thing for me, um, especially with TNS, with them. We look at them for longevity. We look at them that they always stick to their own. But now two legends of the club. Um, I, I think I wrote down, I think it's 19 years for Scott that he spent at the club. And Steve's had a long time there as well, obviously. Had a playing career and went to Wrexham and Connor's key. But for, for Scott, there's, there's two pieces of furniture that have gone there from Parkle. And it's really interesting to see where they go from this. Yeah, perhaps there will be further details to come on this story, but it does seem like a very strange timing to get rid of of those two. Just had a long because of the long break and TNS a draw against a good Bala side, still top of the league, point ahead of Connor's key. But I've got a game in hand. Fourteen games to go, though. There's still so much to play for. There's one thing you were saying interesting there about longevity, um, because I remember was it last season you ran um, an item about the fact that Cymru Premier has got like gives the greatest faith to managers, a lot of long-serving managers. But we've seen this happen now and a few sackings this season. Do you think it's changing in the Cymru Premier, how much time managers get? Yeah, I I do think it's it's a bit different. Um, And obviously the first managerial casualty of the season was Niall McGuinness leaving Flint. And 
he was successful. He did the job that they wanted to do, and that was to get them to promoted. And arguably, Scott Rescoe's done the same job that he's been expected of. He's been expected to win titles. And obviously, we will have to touch upon last season is that Connorsky obviously were crowned Cymru Premier Champions. And that was a trophyless season for the New Saints, but they were in a Welsh Cup semi final. They were still in the title race with Connorsky. Um, so if, if there was a time to part company with the manager, why wasn't it the start of the season for not winning a trophy? And I mean, it's that perhaps that loyalty that Scott has offered to TNS, but it's, it's really different. And, and yeah, like in the Cymru Premier, you, you look at longevity and managers for all of the league. I mean, it's just a different climate now. Weather code has affected that where clubs have to be perhaps a bit more secure of themselves and look at the futures and say, well, if we're not winning the league or if we're not in a European spot, do we part with our managers? But some of the teams have still remained loyal to to the league and to their teams. You look at Gavin Chesterfield and Colin Caitlin have been with Baller and Barry respectively for such a long time. Andy Morrison's been allowed to build a team. Connors Key and the, the rest of the league have still offered a bit of loyalty to the managers. Christian Edwards as well at Cardiff Met. Very different climate, though, this season. And perhaps it's just that that demand to win European money, especially the Champions League money for the new Saints. Well, that news about uh, Scott Rusko and Steve Evans came the day after TNS's televised game with Bala on Saturday. Michael Davis was there on behalf of a club, Peldroid. Here's how he summarised the game. Just finished here at Parker where it's ended nil-nil between TNS and Ballatown. Um, both teams had a few opportunities throughout the match, more so to TNS who really tested Ramsey in the Ballatown goal. But Ramsey responded really well by making some really good saves throughout the match and showed why he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Um, both teams may have seemed a bit rusty, uh, not being able to find any uh, attempts which went into the back of the net, but... That should come with time and hopefully we can see goals as the league gets back into its resumption as it goes on. So a goalless draw between first and third, while Connors Key Nomads came from behind to beat 10-man Newtown on Saturday. Alex Fletcher put Newtown ahead and after Jamie Insull got a straight red card for the reigning champions after 24 minutes, it looked like uh, Newtown might secure the upset. But George Horan equalised shortly after and in the second half, Michael Wilde got the winner to bring uh, the Nomads within a point of TNS with the game in hand. It is tight. Jordan, based on what we saw in the transfer window and in the first round of games last weekend, how do you see the race between that top three developing? Well, just looking ahead, looking to the fixtures last weekend, um, it was really interesting. If you look in the top three column, if you look at the top three sides and you look at their losses column, the New Saints have lost once, Connors Key have lost once, and Baller have lost once. Now, Baller's loss came to have West County, which is probably a big shock as well. So, for, for me, um, we look at the New Saints and Connors Key as the two title contenders, and that's probably going to be the way that it is. And it's nothing against Baller, but if, if you just think that they had a bit more consistency about themselves, perhaps they could actually be properly into that title race but what they've done this time round in phase one is they've avoided defeat against the new saints the winless one goes on at park hall but they've managed to secure points off of the new saints their thing is it's consistency Connors key they're on a great run of form i believe this is a challenge in one of their longest winning streaks now so they're chasing a ninth straight win so it just shows for Connors key that their levels are still there and they're still going for it and they've added experience 
we've talked about the big news of Scott Resco leaving, but Neil Dance, um, experienced player for Connors Key, has, has joined them now. And that's the experience that Andy Morrison wants to call upon. Now, there's a debate whether you say, do you look to youth players? Do you look to the players that um, are there for the future? Or do you look to the experienced heads? Perhaps Neil Dance adds that experience um, to Connors Key that they need to win a second title. Obviously, it's a bit different. He was playing in the Football League, so, so he's had a bit of success with lower down the leagues, but still that experience that helps the younger players. And then we look for the new Saints now. Do, do they go completely off the boil? Do they do they slip because it's an, a new face? Well, not necessarily a new face, but it's Christian Sargent in charge. And they're now going to have to go through this phase where they get along in games. But will they be able to maintain those standards without a manager? Mm. Uh, one point I'd like to highlight and, and celebrate before we leave that top three is Danny Gossett and his return to Bala's matchday squad after timeout receiving cancer treatment. And I know regardless of who you support, I know that Gossett's recovery has been celebrated across the Welsh football community. He came on as a sub in a friendly against uh, Met a couple of weeks back, and I'm sure it'll be an emotional occasion when he does get onto the field in the Cymru Premier again. It's uh, things you love to see, Jordan. Yeah, it's an inspiring one as well. He's, he's been out for, for so long and we, we spoke to him during his recovery and now he's in a position to be playing again. And it's really inspiring because um, we, this year, the apple would have been perhaps for someone to get a WLC call up. And I think when that comes back into place, we could see Gossip pushing for a place because obviously he was in the first one. It's just an inspiring story. And it's just great to see that he's still at Balor as well because... They've been so supportive of him during his recovery and, and now it's just great to see him back in there. And when he does get onto the field and hopefully I'll be there or someone there from the club Joy will be there to see it. Um they'll definitely he'll definitely get a clap from me once he enters the pitch. From the top to the bottom then, uh, I mentioned Newtown's good start against Connors Key on Saturday, but their return started last Tuesday and it was a really good start then too, securing three points over Pennebont with a 2-0 win. Goals from Tyrone Othori and James Davis. That win lifts them out of the relegation zone on 14 points and they stay above Flint and Druids, who are both on 12 points, both having lost over the weekend. Flint lost 1-0 at home to Pennebont. Nathan Wood with a goal and Druids also losing 1-0 at home to South Wales opposition. Uh, David Cottrell scoring the winner from the spot for Barry Town United. Aberystwyth at the bottom. Uh, they drew two all with Carnarvon in an entertaining encounter. Aberystwyth took the lead through John Owen. Then Carnarvon scored twice in the 85th and 87th minutes with it looking like heartbreak for Aber. But a late, late equaliser from a Jamie Veal free kick uh, saved a point for the Seasiders, uh, Jordan, there's been a lot of movement at some of these teams uh, at the bottom during the break. Which of them look best placed to get a string of results together and, and put some distance between them and the drop zone from those four? I think you're going to have to look at Newtown. And um, it's, it's safe to say that when we looked at the transfers, we thought Newtown would be challenging for a top six spot, perhaps even top four in their recruitment, but it didn't work out for them. But they've looked at familiar faces now. Um, and no surprise to see one of the return and Alex Fletcher come on. And obviously they, they didn't win on Saturday, but they did win on Tuesday. But they've looked to their familiar faces and they may be the ones to get them out of trouble um, as well. Interesting as well with Flintstone United, Gibson, Gibbo gets his 
put his stamp on things. And it's only a narrow defeat to Penabont as well. So perhaps they were well suited to go on and improve their form now as well. Just interesting to look at the Druids and Aberystwyth as well. Um, Aberystwyth have brought some familiar faces to their team, whereas Druids have remained loyal. I think they've only brought in Ethan Cartwright. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Newtown and Flint at the moment um, are the best teams to come away from that. And it may be interesting that we might be looking at Cardiff Met as relegation candidates only because they're four points away from the uh, relegation zone and they've played a game more than the teams below them too. Yeah, I was going to get to Cardiff Met because I thought they were in the race for six, but I was looking at the table earlier and yeah, like you say, they're closer to the relegation battle uh, than they are to the top six. So I guess I should have included them in the with the other four teams. Their next games are Newtown Druids, Carnarvon. Do you see them able to catch those above them? I, I know it's tight because they would end up on 28 points if they won all their remaining games, which makes it... Uh, they need a lot of other things to go their way. But do you think that they can get those wins? I'd, I'd say that I think they have a good record against Newtown. It's always a close affair when they play Newtown. And perhaps against the Druids as well, I think the, the Met have a good record against them. But with Carnarvon now, um, they'll be devastated that they didn't hold on. Um, we, I just kept looking at the table um, when the goals were flying in and obviously that equaliser really affected them because they were in the top six dropout and have the West overtake them. So I think Carnarvon probably be the difficult one um, for Met. But I just don't see them breaking into that top six um, just with the, the games left. I, re- I remember last year they narrowly missed out on qualifying for the top six, but I just can't see that this time round. Just there's, there's games running out, and I think it's a season of consolidation for the Met. But that could go against me and the way that Met qualified for Europe, I believe, was that they didn't even qualify for the top six. They, they qualified in seventh. So perhaps there's an unconventional route to qualifying for Europe this time round. Yeah, yeah. Top six isn't everything if when it comes to European qualification, as Met did show um, a couple of seasons ago. But the race for sixth is particularly tight amongst the remaining four teams that we haven't talked about. Uh, Barry sitting fourth on 27 points, Pennebont in fifth uh, with 24 points. And it's only goal difference that's separating Haverford West, who are in that all important sixth spot, and Carnarvon, who are seventh, both on 23rd, 23 points. Uh, Haverford West, the only game we haven't mentioned yet, uh, they beat Cardiff Met 1 0 on Saturday through um, a Danny Williams penalty uh, and as I mentioned it was 1-0 wins for Barry and Pennebont as well yeah that that draw Carnarvon the only team dropping points after their draw with Abba um, they've also played one more game than Hanford West and two more than Pennebont do you think those games in hand are going to be the deciding factor now in who gets into the top six oh almost definitely um, just before the season um, was put on pause I was looking at Pennebont and I thought there's this double header against Barry um, and I thought, wow, if if they can get four points out of that or so, or even two wins, then Penabont would, without a doubt, would have been a top six side for sure this season. I, and I do still think they'll be a top six side this season. Tuesday, I think, was a blip for them um, in losing to Newtown. Um, and then they bounced back with a win against um, Flint on Saturday. If they can get these wins now against Barry, it just consolidates them as that top six side. And I really think they deserve that top six side. No team has divine right, but Panama have just been so good this season. 
Um, and yeah, I was listening to Hyver for West's uh, pre-match conference the uh, just before the weekend's game, and Wayne Jones um, said that their aim still was to stay up. And perhaps that's the case with promoted sides, but in recent years that we've seen promoted sides just go straight into a top six spot. Um, so it is close, but I do think Penabont are shoo-ins out of that race between Penabont, Hyver for West and Kynarvin, and perhaps we could even see Penabont overtake Barry. We'll uh, we'll finish our discussion of uh, the last week's action with the other big news, apart from Scott Rusko and Steve Evans leaving, is somebody joining the league, Jazz Richards, uh, Wales International, Wales, a member, another member of uh, the Euro 2016 squad, isn't he? Um, yeah. So. So we've got David Cottrell, now Jazz Richards in the Cymru Premier. Jazz Richards joined Halford West. What do you make of that? It is a massive signing and it just shows how the Cymru Premier has, has increased um, as an opportunity for players to come on. And you can accuse it of being a retirement home for some players and stuff like that, but Jasvich is only 29 and he made 13 appearances for Cardiff City last season. And he has said in his interview with Scorio, he's come for the love of the game. Um, and I'm happy to take that. If, if it proves a platform for him to find the love for his game and then he goes back into the programme, it's not a problem, it's just a massive signing. And the only shame is, is that there isn't fans there to celebrate this kind of signing. Um, because imagine that, like imagine the bums on seats to go and watch a Wales international. And um, David Cottrell kind of had the same effect at Barrytown as well. And I just hope we actually see more players. I'm, I'm not trying to encourage Joe Ledley's agent to get him a move to Barrytown United. But um, yeah, I would love to see more. Wales internationals, ex-Wales internationals and former players like Trundle and Britain um, and Robinson, who obviously playing at Hammerford, similar players to them, legends of Cardiff City, Newport, Wrexham, to go to those clubs. We've seen Neil Ashton, who's a good player at Wrexham, go to the Druids and now London. No, so just let's, let's have more players like that. And I think it's only going to be great for Hathaway West County to have a player like Chaz Richards in their squad. And I hear he's already had a positive impact anyway. Um, and it could, it could, he could be playing in Europe again. Rather than for the Welsh national team, he could be playing for the Bluebirds in the Europa Conference League, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, well, the Europa Conference League is a discussion for another day. We might pick that up. I've got plenty of things to say about that. Um, but uh, maybe not enough time. <laughs> The games are coming thick and fast now because we, we are playing catch-up, obviously. Starting midweek uh, with four fixtures on Tuesday, which is tomorrow as we record this. Uh, Aberystwyth versus Halford West. Barry v Penabont, uh, the big derby, will be streamed uh, by Scorio. Druids v Newtown. And then another big derby, Flint versus Connors Key. Then on to the weekend, six fixtures on Saturday. Haverford West versus TNS is the live televised game. Barry versus Aberystwyth. Druids versus Bala. Flint, Carnarvon. Newtown versus Cardiff Met and Pennebont versus the reigning champions Connors Key Nomads. Are you at any games uh, over the next week, Jordan? Uh, I'm not at a Cymru Premier game um, this week now. Uh, Loyalty is now live with Newport County um, at the moment, helping them out um, with stuff. Obviously, I'm still keeping an eye um, on the Cymru Premier and it just allows uh, other contributors to work hard. Um, in, in getting that experience at covering Cymru Premier Games. So my real love is obviously the Cymru Premier um, and I'm always going to keep an eye on it. <laughs> well, you mentioned other contributors. Uh, one thing I'd like to say before we wrap up is a, a big thanks to David Lewis and Begu who have been uh, 
carrying the content up uh, on this podcast stream with their interviews uh, during the 11 week break. So thanks very much to them for a, a lot of good interviews that have been coming our way. Yeah, really impressive from them. And just that Welsh language um, podcast that we're getting it is great. Uh, is that is an embarrassment for me that I can't speak Welsh and I really want to learn the language, but just, just, I learn the Welsh language in a way from speaking to yourself, speaking to David, speaking to Begu, um, you helped me put the social media posts up in Welsh and obviously kick a spot in. It's <laughs> recently become one of my favorite Welsh words. Um, and it, that's, that's just what makes the Welsh language great and how Scorio and this podcast can help is that it bridges that gap. We have football, is a, is a universal language perhaps is, is an old cliche and is cringeworthy but like it is like I've learned plenty of Welsh words just from watching Scorio and obviously being with other Welsh speakers as well Diolchetot Jordan for the chat and Dioch to you at home for joining us do follow a club pale droid for previews and reports for Cymru Premier Games this week Jordan and I will be back next week to discuss those games, but until then, who will vow?